Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, August 3rd, 5.47 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up two cents at 5.96 and a quarter. November soybeans up a quarter cent at 13.86 and three quarters. September Chicago wheat up 12 and three quarters at 7.87 and a half. September Kansas City wheat up 11 and a half at 8.53 and three quarters. September spring wheat up 18 and a quarter at 8.91 and a half. Markets finding a little bit of footing uh, here early this morning. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review on that Apple app in particular. Could always use some more reviews there. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like these videos, uh, leave me a comment, give me a crop update. If you have any uh, sort of comment on anything that I say here, I read all the comments, guys. So if you have a comment, uh, make sure you leave it. And I'd, I'd love to see what you guys think about all of this. Uh, if you need some additional information from me, uh, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Uh, morning email goes out at 5.30 a.m. Central. Tons of info in there. Uh, lots of charts, graphics, weather info, overnight headlines. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this. Will Pelosi kill the soybean market? Uh, that was yesterday's video. I talked about this visit to Taiwan and some of the potential implications uh, when it comes to China, grain demand, all of those things. If you guys are interested in this in this stuff, uh, sign up today. 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. We've got some U.S. crop estimates emerging ahead of next week's USDA report. Well-followed group Stonex pegged the U.S. corn yield at 176 bushels per acre. Uh, USDA is at 177 in their most recent estimate. Stonex has the soybean yield at 51.3. USDA is at 51.5. These estimates from Stonex are based on customer surveys and other factors. Uh, we also had estimates from well-followed crop scout Dr. Michael Cordonier out this week. He's got the corn yield at 174, so substantially below USDA, and he's got the soybean yield at 50 and a half. You will start to see more crop estimates emerge ahead of next week's report from a whole bunch of other groups. We'll start to see the newswire estimates and all that sort of stuff. But I think in general, trade expects lower corn and soybean yields. Does the USDA have to be aggressive with any such cut in August? No, they don't have to, uh, but but they may based on crop ratings and other things. Uh, we'll see what happens. But just like every year, you know, traders, farmers, uh, anybody involved in the markets uh, is debating uh, the size of the crops, yield potential, all of those things. Looking at the weather here this morning, we do have some rain on the radar. Uh, eastern part of Nebraska, uh, southern Minnesota, parts of Wisconsin uh, with some rain, northern Michigan with some rain. A lot of the Corn Belt pretty dry. There was a big band across Illinois that caught some rain here over the last few days. Uh, you look at the forecast for the next seven days. This is the government map, and uh, there is some some contrast in the models that I'll get to here in a second. But the government map says, you know, eastern Corn Belt mostly dry, and the, or, or, I'm sorry, eastern Corn Belt mostly wet, and the western Corn Corn Belt mostly dry. So you look at places basically Illinois and further east and, and toss the southern half of Missouri in there. Uh, they're going to be wet. And then you've got like Iowa mostly dry, you know, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, the Dakotas mostly dry, southern Minnesota maybe with some rain. You look at the 6 to 10 and they are offering now above or odds of above normal rainfall for the eastern Corn Belt, but still dry for the west. Uh, temperatures warm everywhere. 
uh, eight to 14 day looks fairly similar. Now here's the, the contrast in the models that I mentioned. So the left is the Euro model. This is total expected precipitation for the next 10 days. And you can see that you've got rains for Iowa, for Southern Minnesota, Southeast South Dakota, uh, Missouri, places like that, just a little bit wetter in general for those areas. And the GFS on the right here on my screen does not include those same rains for Iowa, for Southern Minnesota, for uh, Southeast South Dakota, those uh, sort of places. So there is some contrast here. These rains that are expected for uh, you know Iowa and those sort of places um, uh, in the Euro uh, beginning uh, accumulation like Sunday, Monday next week. So we'll see what happens. Weather's very difficult to predict uh, based on how the markets have acted. You know we've seen this sharp sell off in the soybean market. I'd venture to say the market uh, seems to believe the Euro model, uh, maybe a little bit more than the GFS, but we'll see what happens. Uh, weather's uh, tricky stuff, and and we continue to trade weather certainly. More grain cargoes may leave Ukrainian ports. Reuters reporting this morning that three ships per day may leave Ukrainian ports instead of just one following the successful departure of the first ship. Uh, Reuters citing a Turkish official here. So uh, things moving along here, I guess, for the moment. Now, perhaps on that same note, Russia is accusing the United States of direct involvement in the Ukrainian war. A Russian spokesperson alleged that the U.S. was approving targets for American-made artillery being used by Ukraine. Russia claims that intercepted calls between Ukrainian officials revealed the involvement. The Pentagon says it provided Ukraine with detailed, time-sensitive information to help them understand the threats they face and defend their country against Russian aggression. So the U.S. has not been shy about it, admitting the fact that they've very much been helping Ukraine in all of this, and, and Russia hasn't been happy about it all along. Now, when it comes to the grain markets and this Russia-Ukraine situation, let's just look at a wheat chart real quick. So here's your SRW wheat chart, weekly continuation. Uh, the invasion happened in late February, and you saw this big spike from like, you know, eight bucks up to 14 bucks or whatever. And we've given all of that back. I mean, the, the wheat market has lost on a continuation basis, SRW. It's lost 45% from its March high, like $6 a bushel. So the, the market had collapsed long before this deal was signed long below long long before uh, any of these vessels left so i just i don't know that i mean i want to continue to watch these headlines because i think they're important but at the same time i mean the price action we've just we've returned to pre-invasion levels uh, all of the invasion premium uh, rally whatever you want to call it it's gone i think a lot of this the big rally that we saw right after the invasion it was speculative money getting involved in the markets it was outside money it was probably money that never traded wheat before you saw kind of a secondary rally into may but this thing has fallen apart uh since then so it's it's an interesting deal especially when you note the fact that you know all these news outlets everybody out there's talk was talking about food shortages and uh starvation and that sort of thing yet wheat uh itself and in, in terms of prices here in the united states i mean it's back to where it was before the invasion happened just kind of interesting stuff in terms of price action uh, Nancy Pelosi pledged that the United States would not abandon Taiwan. The U.S. Speaker of the House arrived there yesterday. She said this, We will not abandon our commitment to Taiwan, and we are proud of our enduring friendship. Now, more than ever, American solidarity with Taiwan is crucial. That's the message we're bringing here today. Pelosi has uh, met or will meet with officials from Taiwan's largest semiconductor manufacturer, 
During her visit, they'll discuss the implementation of this recently passed U.S. Chips and Science Act. Meanwhile, China is not thrilled about this at all. They view the visit as a direct threat to its foreign sovereignty and territorial integrity. China announced trade sanctions and its most aggressive military drills in decades amid the visit. So China's been uh, threatening here uh, military action, all sorts of stuff. They're just not happy about this deal at all. So does that mean that uh, China is going to invade Taiwan? I don't know that, um, but there's uh, a lot going on here, and it's a, uh, it's a situation that we need to continue to monitor, certainly. Cattle market was uh, lower yesterday. Feeder cattle were lower. Hog market was mixed. Uh, I think there was a little bit of light cash trade out west, but probably not enough to uh, develop a trend. U.S. dollars uh, mixed this morning. The S&P's up 14 points. The Dow Jones up 120 Bonds are off a little bit. Gold's down 12 bucks. Crude oil down 84 cents in the September WTI 93.67 last trade. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you Thursday.